Okay, can you hear me now? Uh huh. Sprint commercial. <laughs> okay, say some more stuff. I need to adjust your volume. Um, some more stuff. Some more stuff. I'm gonna f- read something. Inspirational quotes. That sounds good. I like the sound of that. Only I can change my life. Good, better, best. Oh, those are just clips of them. Uh, yeah. Only I can change my life. No one can do it for me. That isn't very inspirational. Thanks, Carol Burnett. Um, good, better, best. Never let it rest till your good is better and your better is best. That's Saint Jerome. I was gonna say it sounds like Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Life right. is ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent how you react to it. Wayne Charles Gretzky. All Swindoll. Optimism is a faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. Keep talking. Volume. Guess levels. who said? Guess who said that one, Nathan? Also Wayne Gretzky. Uh huh. <laughs> Except for his Helen Keller, oh, the that's... second best hockey player. Yes, absolutely. Change your life today. Don't gamble on the future. Act now without delay. This that, that's smash mouth. <laughs> I know that one. That's from uh, Walking no, on the Sun. It's actually Simone de Bo- uh, Bo- Bo- Bouvier. Bouvier. <laughs> I don't know how to French. Hey, welcome to Think Outside the Box Set, a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. I'm Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. Yes, and good day, good day, mate. It is a good uh, day. I mean, I mean, I mean. Hi, everyone. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get all that Australia out of my system. Ah, uh, and it's it is I a good mean, day. It's such a I good day. I don't mean to whinge. I mean complain. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it is a good day because we're done with Smash Mouth today. Yeah. Bye, Smash Mouth. Bye. bye. Uh, th- this is their very last album. Uh, and it's called Magic, and just like magic, they've disappeared after this. Thank God. Phew. Yeah. The shittiest, longest sleight of hand <laughs> <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Um, so, I uh, quick follow-up. I think in between the last two albums is, uh, or maybe during this tour, when they were touring Magic, is when uh, uh, Steve Harwell went on that like rant when someone yeah. threw bread at him and that's um, not surprising because he is he sounds very well the band sounds very angry on this album and defensive well like you can <laughs> expect uh the album was uh primarily produced by new band member mike krampas sounds pretty krampus yeah i was gonna say He's a christmas monster <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're grumpy because their new producer and band member keeps um, putting their kids in a bag. <laughs> what does a Krampus do? He puts on a bag and then what does he do with them? Eat them? Uh, I'm not sure what he does. Um, other, than, I don't know what, what how much worse you can get than putting kids in a bag. <laughs> it's the very worst <laughs> thing you could do to a kid. It's this worse than eating them. Bad. <laughs> Yeah, we're just conceptually horrifying. Well, I mean, more so than eating a kid. That's pretty conceptually <laughs> horrifying, too. Eat, eat me before putting me in a bag any day. <laughs> well, if you say so, I will. 
I'll do those two things in that order. Uh, so I got a couple other back backstory things about this album. Back so on story February, back. all right. So on February first, two thousand thirteen. So this, is, I when did this come out in uh, two thousand twelve? Um, I guess, yeah. So so the fo- the following year, uh, they headlined the Auto Nation Coast to Coast rebranding event. The what? Which is basically all of the Auto Nation dealerships uh, decided to be a single brand. What is Auto Nation? What? Huizinga Park in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, with uh, Michaela Page from Season 3 of The Voice. Um, the event also served as a final round in the Auto Nation Culture of Caring contest. What? So they are just... <laughs> Cameron, <laughs> you, ever, you ever just sit and like think about how many things there are in the world that you know nothing about? Yeah. Because this is one of them. I'm just like, I've, I've discovered an entire like little little uh, microclimate of just all kinds of shit i knew nothing about i didn't even know existed so they're, they're basically automation? doing the the equivalent of like hey i was a a, a a b character on a popular sitcom or like old star trek show and so i'm doing the ribbon cutting at like a new car dealership mm-hmm. like basically is what they're doing hmm Okay. That that's what they've <laughs> amounted to. <laughs> well, good for them. Yeah. Um, but the thing I want to talk about mostly on this episode is not the music, but it's um their recipe book, Recipes <gasps> from the Road. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh I was unable to find a copy of it, um, but they they spent 2012 touring magic and promoting the release of this book. So I'm going to tell you about this book <laughs> for a little bit. <gasps> you can gonna get on Amazon for $26. Smash Mouth, Rep- Recipes from the Road, a rock and roll cookbook. And he's doing the like devil horns on the, the Steve Har- Harvey is on the. Yeah. Oh my God. Smash Mouth invades the culinary world with a rock and roll cookbook. Recipes from the Ro- Road <laughs> is a unique fusion of delicious recipes, hilarious real life road stories straight from the mouth in oh, quotes. I get it. that song. Yeah. Um, candid road photos and guest recipes from pop icons such as Guy Fieri. No. Obviously, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. They name check him Sammy, on this album, too. Sammy Hagar. Uh. <laughs> Jerome Bettis um, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's and uh, Michael Simon, Iron Chef, The Chew, all displayed in beautiful eye-popping layout. Um, so I want to read some reviews of this. Um, I want to point out that a lot of these reviews uh, gave it <laughs> a lot of these reviews are bad because of the Sammy Hagar bit. So apparently whatever Sammy Hagar had to say in the review was uh, uh, real rough or in, in the book. There's a whole thing about aliens. What? Um, yeah. One of these one of these uh, reviews is great. It says chorizo diarrhea, baby. <laughs> And they say, after reading Kelsey Grammer's Frasier cookbook, quote, toss salad and scrambled eggs. That cannot be real, right? That can't possibly be real. Uh, And then he says the cons of this book. A, the Sammy Hagar chapter. The whole thing about aliens. What? Listen, man, me want to hear about your recipe for the Cabo Wabo chicken, not the anal probes. Also, um, someone named J. Bill McCarthy said, I have this book. It was purchased for me, ironically, by a friend. I opened it once, but instead of pages, it just had a toothless, gaping maw that screamed wordlessly without ceasing. 
It fired an arcane yeah. beam in my oven, All which right. in turn opened a portal to a hellish painscape that drew me in, scraped out my eyes, packed the cavities with jalapenos, and then drowned me in the lake of donkey sauce. Uh, overrated, that, but... that was the top critical review. Oh, well, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, it is critical. It's one star. I, I like this top uh, positive review. Best book ever. <laughs> Five stars. Worth it. This book is huge, full of interesting recipes from all over the country. Would recommend even just for the pictures of Smash Mouth and Guy Fieri what? hanging out. So it's photographic evidence that they're not the same person. Was that why it's so notable? Yeah. As if Photoshop yeah. didn't exist? Ha, got you there. And then, and then here's a slightly, uh, a slightly more uh, balanced and self-aware review from Jay Park. Uh, four stars. Not as brotastic a cookbook as you'd think. <laughs> I got... I got this as a joke, but a lot of the recipes actually look pretty good and come from restaurants around the U.S. and include dishes like creme brulee and filet mignon. No, the guys in Smash Mouth didn't come up with these. <laughs> they just like them, and the chefs were happy to share the recipes in exchange for a little publicity. Publicity. Admittedly, Publicably. I was a little disappointed. I was expecting it to be like a Guy Fieri cookbook with every recipe name and instructions overlaid with some rock and roll tood. Though you get your fair share of that in Guy's intro next to a photo of him in a flame shirt holding a pan with flames in it. Also, Meta. Guy actually types out words like rockin' without the G. You can't write better parody intro than this. <laughs> or you can't. And there is the amusement factor of photos of the band mugging in shades, throwing rock hands juxtaposed beside recipes for dishes such as pink lady apple and arugula salad. It's hard I thought to, those were separate things. I was like, you don't need a recipe for pink lady apples, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just get right it's on the tree. Pick, pick the ding dang apples, you dingus. <laughs> uh, and it's hard enough. Uh, it's hard to imagine the guys who write the chapter introductions, all of which are written as if transcribed without any editing, except for the F bombs, which have all been <laughs> changed to frick or freak, if not start out Whoa. because they're bad. Star, star, star enough to swear but still family friendly for the young Shrek fans who want this. <laughs> so wait, Shrek fans? I don't think there are yo, any you, young Shrek yo, fans left. Yo, young Shrek fans, you want this? <laughs> I got what you need. I'm pretty sure all the Shrek fans are like <laughs> a cookbook. 30 years old these days. <laughs> yeah. That movie came out almost 20 years ago. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I, I rode my bike uh, to the theater with my mom to go see it on my birthday. <laughs> You like your mom was writing in your handlebars or something? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's a mommy Sunday. <laughs> um, the chapter introductions are basically anecdotes illustrating that Smash Mouth A rock, B are cool, C are unafraid to do their own thing, D are sometimes misunderstood, E have sold a lot of albums, and that Steve Harwell is essentially the coolest person to have ever lived. I mean, who can argue with that? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy, that's so much more interesting than this album. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought I I don't know if it's just that I'm happy to be home and I'm in a better mood, but I had a good time listening to this album. It wasn't good, but no. it definitely had had a little more to chew on. A lot of it sounded like a secular Reliant K, which is oh my god, probably one of the worst things you could say about anything. It's like Reliant K without even their crutch of Christian music. Um, man, I was at a, uh, I was at a game night with a bunch of George Fox alum mm -hmm. and, uh, someone recently just last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they weren't people that I knew. 
um, mm-hmm. or, uh, Emily's friends. But uh, one of them said, I mentioned a song. I forget what it was. And one of them, someone said, I think it may have been Emily. I think Hawk Nelson did a cover of that song. <laughs> Wait, who's Hawk Nelson? You don't know Hawk Nelson? No. They're like this Christian pop punk band. Um, oh, no. That are like... They've they've come up a few times on on uh, good Christian fun um, as being sort of like a really shitty kind of conservative. Oh no <laughs> like, oh, no pop punk band. Oh yeah. no! So they're like like a Reliant K ripoff, like they like a Reliant K wannabe. Exactly. The only thing worse than being Reliant K is wanting to be Reliant K. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, I'm just gonna read. <laughs> A, cu- a couple more a little review moments. Uh, Save the Circle Pit gave it three stars and said, like a smash right in the mouth. <laughs> um, and then uh, this one's pretty good. Hamilton Falk, uh, five stars. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Oh. Your brain gets smart, but your stomach gets dumb. <laughs> Favorites, Very the jello mold that only shooting stars can make. <laughs> what? Wait, the, say that again. I can't get enough of you, baby. Back ribs. Oh, are these actual recipes? Or are they just making stupid puns? Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, somebody once asked if I could spare some change for gas, and I said, "Yep, what a concept! I could use a little fuel myself in the form of chicken tandoori poppers." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Chicken tandoori poppers. <laughs> no. Oh dear. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, recipes from the road, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the episode, everybody. That's the end. Bye bye. <sighs> well, um, anything else we should talk about before we start diving in? It's another short one. It's only twenty nine minutes long. If you exclude the covers and the remixes. Oh, yeah. There's one cover and there's two remixes on the normal version of the album. The deluxe one has even more. I did not listen to those. (laughs) Me either. I skipped them. Like, I I listened to 10 seconds of one of the... There's two remixes of the song Magic, and they're both exactly the same as the original song Magic. So I skipped them. (sighs) Yeah. Is it time? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, You choose one. Let's talk about Perfect Planet. The first one. Uh, genius lyrics user ZC cubing, uh, said six months ago, this is man. Uh, this is made by a band from San Jose, California called smash mouth. You might know them from all star. That is in Shrek. Uh, do you want to read the first verse so that we can also talk about that same user's annotation on that first verse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, verse one. I met this dude the other day at a sports bar. We had a beer and shot some pool and watched NASCAR. We talked about how everything was falling apart, but here we are now. We'll make it somehow. What a good verse. And so ZZ ZC cubing says he is struggling in life. So all he can go to is a bar, especially since they are not that popular anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That is stone cold. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) There's a lot of annotations on this album where I'm like, is this, is this a, 
is this like someone making fun of Smash Mouth or is this like no, a deranged fan? This is a fan like kind of low-key negging him. Like even this first one, this is made by a band from San Jose, California <laughs> called Smash Mouth. You might know them from All Star This and Shrek. <laughs> it's uh, like he's introducing them at a party. Like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. As it's like, no, no yeah, they have cred. No one, no one's heard the name Smash Mouth before. Oh man, Rachel's been uh, listening to Hello from the Magic Tavern and she just got to the part where Arnie's wife shows up and uh, talks about, constantly talks about how the only music she likes is Smash Mouth. <laughs> so, some pretty good synergy. Yeah. She, um, she sh- shows up a few more times. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, this is another one of those songs about like, it's essentially the same like nihilistic view of like, yeah, big problems are happening in this world. But I guess we'll make it somehow. So let's party, party, party. Yeah, but they don't really talk about the big par- problems. They no. just sort of oblique re- refer to how everything is falling apart in yeah. the first verse. Maybe they and really like poems by uh, In the second Yates. verse... Or shit, is that Elliot? Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. <laughs> turning and turning a widening gyre. And turning in a wide... It's Yates. Okay, I second-guessed myself, but I was right. The second coming. So what rough beast slouches towards San Jose to be born? <laughs> um, so in the second verse, uh, he's just talking about some other dude whose girlfriend leaves him. And they're basically like, eh, it's all right. Let's drink. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the whole song. Um, mm-hmm. One of the main reasons I wanted to talk about this other than the genius annotations is uh, there is a little moment where we get a taste of what it may have been like to listen to um, what was it? Freedom of Speech, FOS uh, Steve Harwell's rap mm-hmm. band from before Smash Mouth. Uh, do you want to play that audio sample? Oh, yeah. How much better can it get? You ain't seen nothing yet. It's a perfect <laughs> He's so good at rapping. Yeah. He's almost too Love good that. at rapping. I love that hip hop break. <laughs> Such good flow. Oh my God. So yeah, yeah there's eight, these eight beats. is all I need. Yeah. Two measures. <laughs> eight, eight beats in heaven is better than six beats in heaven. <laughs> Cause when you with me, eight beats is all you need because I'm so yeah. intense. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's these lines, even though it seems we're falling fast, it never giving up, even though it seems we'll never have enough. We're still alive. So alive. <laughs> but uh, what happens to the people who are not alive? We're not dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty cold comfort when like a thousand people just died in the California wildfires. Well, you can't. <laughs> well, I, you can't blame them for that. This is in 2012. <laughs> it's, it's Smash Mouth's <laughs> fault that they started the fires. <laughs> I didn't start the fire. It was always burning, but then Smash Mouth started it. Yeah. Smash this Mouth started the fire. Joel, you remember when Billy Joel foretold? <laughs> he foretold the coming. Of the one with the smashed mouth. The one with the smashed mouth. The slouching towards mouth. San Jose to start the fire. Oh, God. Um, but No, but what I'm getting at is that this is a really stupid thing. I mean, they keep saying essentially the same thing, like, yeah, there's these huge problems, but we're not going to do anything to solve them or like try to affect any change. We're just going to like party or just talk about how we're still alive. And I guess it'll work out or something. So yep. pretty privileged, shitty, uh, like wealthy white person 
uh, white male view of things. Yeah. You choose the song. Okay, shit. Um, I'm going to... Should I go with what I think might be the best one or one of the worst ones? Uh, let's get let's get through the shitty ones. Okay. Um, let's talk about She's Into Me. Oh, she got eyes and a bottom and a silver sky and a child that can stop a war. Why does it sound exactly like a shitty exactly pop country like song? Exactly like a Flight of the Concord song. What? I was going to say it sounds like some dumb like Brad Paisley song. It sounds like yeah, like a weird pop country song. Oh. No, it definitely does. It, they sort of veer into pop country in here. Yeah, in the chorus. No, it sounds especially. like that Flight of the Concord song. Um, uh... I think the I'm not crying song. Oh yeah. It's just, I, sorry. I'm, it just occurred to me. So yeah. I don't have the sound sample. I had to me. I'm, I'm not crying. I've just been cutting onions. I'm making a lasagna for one. <laughs> uh, you know what else um, this song sounds like? Listen right. to the intro. Pizza party at your house. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I was singing the weird Al version instead of the Avril Lavigne version. I actually don't know how the Avril one goes. But it sounds Is like a weird owl one about constipation. Yeah. Why'd you have to go and make me so constipated? <laughs> um, but yeah, it totally sounds like it. The beginning of that song. Let's ah, listen. Man, like GI, GI issues are funny. <laughs> I can't help looking her direction. Uh, so what is this song even about? It's about how there's this girl that likes him, I guess. And the, it like the chorus really has the kind of absurdly dumb shitty lyrics you might hear in a pop country song because she's got eyes that are brighter than the summer sky and a smile that could stop a war no surprise seeing heads turn when she walks by kind of beauty that you can't ignore mm. yep you know how smiles are always stopping wars yeah yep this flash is pearly whites that's what ended Hillary. world war Two <laughs> and the cold war yeah, it's it's um, a pretty dumb nothing song that doesn't have a lot going on. Yeah, this is pretty. This is definitely lips like the worst. sugar-coated gumdrops. Code red. I think she made my heart stop. I'm gonna tell her I love her as soon as I can catch my breath. You ever had uh, Mountain Dew Code Red gumdrops? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking extreme. I've put gumdrops into Code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> no, and it melted my have teeth really? right out of my mouth. Uh, what you got to do is uh, go to Taco Bell um, to get the... Um, I don't got to do that. Taco Bell exclusive Baja Blast uh, uh, gumdrops. Uh, we live in a stupid, stupid world. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about Justin Bieber? <laughs> we can talk about a song called Justin Bieber. Sure. So, um, <laughs> the bridge, uh, uh, genius annotation, um, I'll read the bridge first and the years just keep on flying. And I think we've lost control. Is anybody out there? Does anybody know? Whoa. Oh, 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 oh. Um, and Dolan genius annotation contributor, uh, from two years ago. 
mm-hmm. um, said about this bridge and this song in general. In this bridge, Harwell realizes he has no real control over the relentless passage of time, which slows for no one. Realizing this, he immediately feels intense pangs of loneliness, knowing that everything will come to an end, regardless of Steve's emotions. And then in parentheses, styles, music, relationships, lives, etc. <laughs> etc. This is where we see Steve Harwell at his most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, this is these are some of the annotations that make me question if they're making fun of Smash Mouth or not. Like, yeah. like the first verse goes, Whatever happened to Justin Bieber? Was he all that or was he left behind? Did Keith stay with Nikki or did he leave her? Just a little something that's been on my mind. And on the line about did Keith stay with Nikki or did he leave her, the same contributor, Dolan, says, This is a lyric that has been plaguing SM fans since the release of this album. <laughs> How do you like that jaunty little acronym there? Uh, he continues, he or she continues, the mystery behind the identity of Keith and Nikki has been one of the longest enduring of the SM fan base since 2012. Mr. Harwell has infamously <laughs> been evasive about this lyric in particular. Some popular theories include Harwell referencing the breakup of the short-lived acoustic duo Nikki and Keith and that Steve just used these names at random. What? Yeah, it's... <sighs> It doesn't seem there's not enough winks in it for it to seem like it isn't making. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is this is a song basically about how, um, you know, losing relevance is inevitable um, and um, it's not Smash Mouth's fault that they're not popular anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a. Yeah, basically they're talking about all of these other things and then they like sort of make little references to the fact that um, they also are among them, Um, but not in a very charming way. Uh, Verse two says, did we have enough of all the Facebook tweeters? Yeah, (laughs) old man. Did we really have to hear about it all the time? Hear about what? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Whatever tweeters. Whatever happened to the diehard Gleekers, and that's not the weird spitting. Uh, <laughs> the Gleeker, a Gleeker is, I think, the person who's like into glee, gleeking. Yeah, it's the spitting with like no, the saliva gland no, underneath your tongue. Who's into the show Glee? I mean, don't be judging Steve Harvey's cur- sexual fetishes. All right, he's <laughs> um, gleeking from both ends. Um, they, but then the last one is. Uh, they covered everything except a song of mine. So he's he's putting in a little complaint here that Glee never covered show, a Smash Mouth song. Never covered a Smash Mouth song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, he's saying a song of mine, and just as a reminder, Steve Harwell is not until this album. He's not really a songwriter yeah, for Smash Mouth. I mean, he like contributed to maybe like one or two of them, right? One or two. Yeah. yeah. But it's Greg Camp's. So yeah obviously they wouldn't <laughs> cover one of his yeah. songs. He didn't have um, any songs unless you're talking about yeah. freedom of speech. I, I think he has a writing credit on every song in this album or at least most of them. I don't know. About, I thought it was just not, like a few. Well, feel free to do. We have check to look my it work up? on that if you want. Harwell is credited mm. one, two, three, four. Oh yeah, you're right. He's on all, all of all of the albums or all of the songs except for the cover. Oh, you're right. Gotcha. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he's the first credited songwriter on this song. In fact, 
I do have a sound. I do have a sound sample of. Um. So on this album, a couple times. Do you remember when he knocked over that mic? Yeah. Um, Is that early fun, on? Charming I think he, skit I moment. Think he, yeah, I think he knocks over another mic uh, in in this song. Why is he such a clumsy motherfucker? Wait, what? <laughs> he's so he's so clumsy. I don't I don't get it. You just heard him do it. He's knocking it over. He's tossing it back from hand to hand. I don't get it. What? <laughs> You're confusing to me. Um he he knocked over a mic and he's saying, Whoa. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> okay. I I guess I get it now. <laughs> Sort of. Um, let's see. There's some pretty nice force rhymes here um, in the first verse. Whatever happened to high top sneakers? Did you have yours just like I still have mine? Or did they go out of style, baby, just like streakers? Was it all for real or were we caught in time? Yeah, you know, streakers and sneakers. It's very equivalent concepts. Remember how st- streakers a, were in fashion? such a like antiquated reference too. like... Um Streaking was such a, I, it was a short-lived it was such a big fad. thing in like the what the seventies. Yeah, it was like something? a very short-lived fad. But sneakers, everyone's always been wearing sneakers for like decades. Yeah, including high-top sneakers. Yeah, people are always wearing. It's not like people are always streaking. Ugh, dumb. Um, yeah, what is the, what the fuck is this song even about? In the chorus, oh oh, where did everybody go? In another ten years or so, when it's after the show, would you buy another ticket or just let me go? Whoa oh 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 oh. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. What does that mean, Cameron? It's just too it, deep it, for me to get. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just about how uh, Smash Mouth is destined to go out of style and f- and fall from their um, heights of cultural relevancy and power. And they've Which come they to definitely accept haven't it. And I think that's really honorable yet. of them. <laughs> I guess. I, don't, I think you're reading a lot into the uh, text of the song, <laughs> such as it is. All right. Such as it is. Um, did you choose this song? Do I have to choose one now? Uh, yeah, you choose one. Uh, such a chore. Let's see. How about the song Magic? It's like a Sugar Ray song. That's exactly what I fucking said. That's yeah, the what exact is that fucking word? What is that, that melody? Oh yeah, that's, it does. It's it, it, definitely a melody in another song. Is it also Avril Lavigne? Oh yeah, it is Avril Lavigne. It's like the verse melody of Skater Boy. They're just ripping off Avril Lavigne in 2012. What? But trying to make her sound like Sugar Ray. What is going on? Well, they're making fun of Justin Bieber too. They they dare. To think that they can make fun of Justin Bieber. Also, he's popular again. He's always been popular since, like, he's 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 had a longer period of popularity than Smash Mouth ever did. Yeah, Smash Mouth had like what three, four years tops. Biebs has been going for like eight or nine. At yeah, this they're, point. they're they're like trying to talk down about about people Someone. and ideas. Like, yeah, yeah, um, Magic, yeah, featuring J J Dash. J dash in the smash go J dash smash. Yeah. I, 
So y- you you took umbrage with my somewhat harsh words about the rapper on this album. Um, I think I was just like pretty annoyed at having to listen to Smash Mouth again, and I called him a low rent Lil Wayne knockoff. Um, you can kind of hear why I would say that in this sound sample. She sold me a broken promise and I just want to be honest tonight Cause I wasn't looking for a lead on I guess that she was looking for another heart to feed on uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I basically just said that because it sounds like he's doing his best to sound exactly like Lil Wayne Yeah, I I see what you mean It's sort of that like kind of grimy kind of like, eh, I'm so cute Yep <laughs> In a exactly. little stinker voice Ain't I a stinker? Yeah, <laughs> Lil Wayne's basically the Bugs Bunny of rappers. <laughs> um, you left out the best line of of his rap, though. Do you want to play the end? Uh, the end of my sound sample oh. of the J Dash rap verse. Okay. Wasn't looking for a lead on. I guess that she was looking for another heart to feed on. Uh, and she told me she wanted me to copy feel, and then she pulled a David Copperfield. She oh, oh god! Uh, I think that's a funny joke. <laughs> Uh, it might be funny if I hadn't heard it in 10,000 rap songs already. Really? Yeah. It's saying in like every single rap song you've heard before in a rap song. She, someone rhyming Copperfield with David Copperfield. Yeah. It's what? all over How the place. Can that be what true? are you talking about? I mean, he elevates it at least a little bit here because he, um, uses, uses this idiom pulled a, co- a David Copperfield to mean that she disappeared which right. is great because usually it's just like out of nowhere apropos of nothing it's just like that rhymes that rhymes copperfield and copperfield sounds similar All right can here here's the thing unless you here's can find three examples of this and include audio samples then um i think In you're post? just winning what no i don't i don't have i don't have that kind of time what are you talking about exactly i got to put this episode out in like 2 days yeah fuck you I win. God damn it. Uh, I, no, I yeah. guess that makes sense because if someone, yeah, a rapper would want to say Copperfield at some point and they're like, fuck, what rhymes with that? Uh, David Copperfield. I don't know who that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> but his name's going in the song. Yep. 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 Um, so, okay. Maybe that isn't clever, I'm, but I, I did appreciate the like say, hold David Copperfield. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's it it is elevated from how that usually is. Um, yeah, so this song is, I mean, overall, it's kind of another one of those like shitty condescending songs about women from men. You can't explain the things she does. It's like we're already breaking up. First you see her, but then you don't. And you ask yourself, where where the hell she go? These lyrics are not very well transcribed on the genius, by the way. Yeah. And she'll tell you that she's so in love, makes you think that <laughs> she's the one, disappears right before your eyes, and you realize it's like magic, just like magic. So it's another one of these like, oh, isn't she kooky and crazy? Look at this uh, manic pixie dream girl over here. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Lucy, moments in this you got album. some explaining to do with all your magic. <laughs> Are you saying that Lucy's the original manic pixie dream girl? I don't know. Am I? I think like maybe Audrey Hepburn. Maybe. Um, in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. May- yeah maybe. Hmm. Um, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of examples in this album of Steve. He just thinks that he's like very attractive and comely. Um, <laughs> Don't use. Oh. 
I hate so the way you use that word. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is so this gross, lyric. gross and slimy. <laughs> He's a comely gentleman. Uh. Um, she so he meets he meets uh, this person waiting for a plane at an airport. She said, I grew up in Chicago. I'm on my way up to Toronto. Maybe you could come and stay a couple days. That's the most boring so thing in, I've ever heard or read. Yeah, but in this in this anecdote, this fictional anecdote, this woman is saying, I just hey, I just met you. This is crazy. Come up to Toronto with me and stay with me a couple days. Maybe. Here's my number. Call me maybe. <laughs> um that's ridiculous. <laughs> Why is why is that an anecdote in this song? Yeah, it's so so boring. I I just think it's not very believable. Maybe she's. I mean, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke Steve Harwell. Broke to broke. Um. So they have uh some some fun little sassy lady overdubs. Um, oh, really? Second verse. Yeah. Do you want to play that? Um, oh, they got a. Your title of this sample is "They Got a Porn Star to Guest on the Track." <laughs> so, kind of what it sounds like. She would call me in a week. <laughs> but I'm still waiting on the phone to ring. Yeah, it kind of does sound like that. It's like the stereotypical voice. Yeah, I mean, really, it's more just like um, Spice Girls kind of vibe or something. I mean, I guess if you say so. <laughs> All right, I think I chose that song. Did you choose Magic? Yeah, your turn. Let's do... Hold on. We need to get some more energy in this show. Let me look at what I actually have good notes about. Exactly. I'm losing... It's just like in the past five minutes, I'm losing a lot of energy. Yeah, dude, I can tell. (laughs) Hey, you're one to talk. I came into this album ready to have fun, and you're like shutting me down on a lot lot of these (laughs) ideas. What are you talking about? <laughs> what does that right. mean? Let's let's talk about live to love another day. Oh, just like that James Bond movie. I guess I'll love another day. Look at her. She'll make you pay. Yeah. So this is another one uh, where uh, Steve Harwell is just very visually desirable to women. Um, I much oh prefer my God, when you I swear it that her way. eyes were just undressing me. Uh-huh. She was asking for it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he got super diesel or something. In the, I don't, I, don't I haven't seen any so. pictures from 2012. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I think he's the same chub boy. He's always been. Maybe I'll redirect chubboy.org to uh, steveharwell.com. Wait, is there steveharwell.com? I don't know. I'm I'm going there right now. Oh, there totally is. Look at him. Oh, he's looking all all moody and pouty with like weird, dumb, early thousand style sunglasses. He looks so 2002. He's got like the boot cut jeans, the weird like (laughs) graphic long sleeve shirt. It's got his about His His hair is definitely dyed. Like it's black there, oh, but it's yeah. definitely dyed black. Yeah, it has like no variation in the color. It's just jet black. Let's, po- uh, wait, let's read about Steve Harwell here? a little bit. Ooh. This is where I'll be posting <laughs> music that I recorded. Page. 
He has a song called Party Destination. He's <laughs> he's embarking on a solo career. What? Is he touring on his own too? Hey, so in the about page, he he wrote his um his about page. Can I just read the whole thing real quick? Read the entire thing, please. All right. We're not t- talking about live to love another day anymore. Yeah, it's boring. Uh, I always wanted to entertain. I wanted to be a singer. And after looking around, I said, you know what? I could do this. In the early 90s. <laughs> Very good. Uh, in the early 90s, I had a hip hop group called FOS that I thought was going to take off and be the next House of Pain. But uh-huh. all that got thrown out the window when Snoop Dogg came out and changed the landscape. Did you say Snoop Dogg's Snoop fault? Dogg? <laughs> I think you just said Snoop Dogg. I don't think it did. Well, sometimes you hear I what you want to hear. Um, so I got out of the label contract I had with the Scotty Brothers Records, uh, went home, went back home and said, screw it, I'm going to put a band together. Uh, so he's basically saying it's Snoop Dogg's fault. Yeah. or making smash mouth me not be able to rap <laughs> yeah uh because he was too good he was just too um, i started good. it with kevin my roommate and best friend uh when we were kids i was a fan of the gents this cover band that greg was in so i befriended him we started hanging out me and paul and greg and i kept persisting like hey man i want to work on some stuff with you it was hard enough to convince them that i wasn't some bully that I was just Wait, trying what? to be a friend. They thought he was being sarcastic. <laughs> I would totally want to work on something with you. Like, come on, be in a band with me. <laughs> I think we'd have good chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have blamed those guys if they had bailed in the first two seconds of meeting me. Oh, Steve. Well, aw. but I wanted everybody well, to understand that if everybody worked hard, we could do this thing in two years. And they stood by me. We did everything to survive. Oh, God. Oh, no. We, st- we stole. We bartered. What? Apparently, they st- they stole <laughs> when they were starting this band. What Shit. did they steal? I don't know. The only thing we didn't do was prostitution. Does, does he literally that. say Never. that? It says that, yeah. <gasps> what? <laughs> they sold meth. <laughs> the only thing they didn't do was prostitution. They did literally everything else. We put out hits. Uh, we all scratched and clawed. We covered each other's asses because that was all we had. I was at a point in my life where I was <laughs> like... Asses? <laughs> the asses were all you had? <laughs> what? It's all been there. He's such a good, he's such a good writer. Yeah. Am I going to be the loser that everyone, everybody expects me to be? Or am I going to be the guy who rises up and fulfills his dream? I know that Greg had the same dream and Paul and Kevin. It was every musician's dream. And everybody wants to entertain. And I mapped it all out. Once I got Robert, our manager behind us and Eric, our producer, the rest was easy. (laughs) Once we had some people with actual business sense, (laughs) professionals, uh, it was easy. They did all the work. In June 1997, Smash Mouth was signed to Interscope Records when label brass caught wind of our unknown an unsigned and apparently very stinky band <laughs> being added to the highly influential LA radio station KROQ's playlist after only one spin of our song, Walking on the Sun. Smash Mouth's major label debut, Fush You Mang, went more than double platinum and set the table for what most consider our masterpiece follow-up album, Astro Lounge. 
we had three top 10 huh? hits off that album all-star then the morning comes and can't get enough of you baby uh, sales for astro lounge were nearly double those for our debut coming quadruple platinum approaching quadruple platinum status smash mouth's third interscope release featured the smash hit i'm a believer it's no, not even no your mention song, of dude. where that song comes from yeah around this time we crossed over to the film world by providing the musical heart of what? the soundtrack for shrek and even musical making a heart? cameo appearance in the movie rat race more recently we have been touring the world nonstop. All the while, I've spent my many days in the studio recording tracks that I like in various genres from pop, rock, from pop to rock to hip-hop to country. So I've decided to launch the site as a place to house and showcase these songs. <gasps> There's extra songs in here. Please There's visit one. often and let me know your thoughts on the songs I post here. Should Much love, let Steve. Let him know our thoughts. <laughs> Should yeah. we contact him? I don't think we can. There's no, you have to like contact his management. It looks like you can contact his booking agent or his. Oh no. When you click listen, there's one song. Yeah. Yeah. Just one song's party destination. Yep. Unless there's more at the SoundCloud. Uh, No, it's just the SoundCloud's his management. Yeah. There's more like Smash Mouth songs there, like new ones, I think that are uncollected on maybe, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's some old ones there too. Anyway. Oh, boy. What oh a journey. Boy. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, shall we move on to another song now that we thoroughly covered <laughs> Live to Love Another Day? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, oof. What do I want to talk about? Let's talk about Future Ex-Wife. So speaking of questionable uh, Christian music from the 90s, uh, if not outright awful Christian music from the 90s, do you re- did you ever listen to Five Iron Frenzy? Uh, only a little bit. Only a little bit. They had a song called Pre-Ex-Girlfriend that was like kind of like this, but, huh. but better. That girl is just too fine. Pre-Ex-Girlfriend, leaving me behind. I mean, it's not good, but it's better. Scar! Scar! <laughs> Skrr. Um, verse two. And if we had a kid, I'd give you all my money. The check is in the mail and I'd still call you honey. There'd be no regret. I promise that's no lie. So tell me, do you want to be my future ex-wife? Uh, yeah, this song's kind of gross. Yeah, it's well, it's gross and dumb and it has like one it's like half of a sentence worth of an idea it's like hey um do you want to be my future ex-wife yeah it's like some weird it's like someone took a shitty pickup line and decided they were gonna make a song about it but not add anything to it um i sorry i just noticed in the slack that you sent me a picture of um (laughs) steve harwell in a fighter jet yeah if you go to the gallery there's some choice choice uh images there one of them is steve harwell looking at sitting in a fighter jet looking confused at the control panel and he's got a real what is this button button? does this nuke everything face and um like on the wing next to him talking to him is the actual fighter pilot and written on the fighter jet directly below steve harvey is lieutenant cj simonson quote unquote broke back 
Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, what is... I can't tell if that's, like, homophobic or... I I don't even know why that's there. Why is this it's just, fighter pilot... It's just about their... The, uh, the military's new ask and tell please please ask please tell <laughs> policy we're not even asking we're just assuming policy yeah this guy's probably gay let's write broke back on his plane <laughs> uh, um um yeah you want to hear another broken better than this more interesting than this you want to you want to hear another uh, broken mic An- another one what yeah so in, in better with time he breaks he breaks another mic you want to play that sound sample um, you can hear him uh, struggling. Wait, that's the one we already listened. That's the one we already listened to. No, we listened to Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> He's pretty calm about it. <laughs> He's just kind of over it at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's broken so many. He's like, he's like, ah, this is another twelve thousand dollar Neumann. I guess it's an. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Maybe he's got one of those um, shitty plastic mics. A bullshit mic made out of plastic, like the uh, Beastie Boys might say. Um, do I have... I don't think I have anything else to say about this song other than to play a sound sample, talk about something else. <laughs> For a stupid joke. Listen to, listen to a sound sample from a different song and just talk about how this song is nothing and has half a sentence worth of an idea and it's just um, gross. It's gross. If there's any, If there's any value... Uh, in this song hmm. it's the idea that there's basically it's a song about the uh steve admitting that um he knows that there's no future in this relationship um and he's not going to have like get his hopes up and he knows it's not going to get better with time it's not going to get fixed and so he's calling it quits so it's basically like um, the song better with time is that a song that's we just played a sound sample from it where he knocked over the mic I thought you were talking about better with time. No, we're talking about you just switch songs on me. We're talking about a uh, future ex-wife. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought we were done. These songs are nothing. There's I mean, just it's funny the, things that happen in the songs, but they're nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same. <laughs> Don't song. you know that? <laughs> Try and keep up, man. It's the same. I mean, it's the same song, but di- slightly it's different. Musically. You're right. You're right. This one's slower and puts you to sleep better. Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 no. Yeah. He breaks like three or four mics in this song. <laughs> per song. Yeah. Um, oh, he, he has, it, there's a, a bridge in this song apparently where he says some things are better off in bed. Some dreams are better left for dead. Sometimes I have to shut my mouth. And I wrote, I wish he would Steve Harwell. I wish he would. That's my notes for that. That's the extent of my notes for this song. That's it. Very good. Um, if you accidentally transition, does that count as choosing a song? And that does that mean I have to choose the next one? <laughs> no, I'll choose flipping out. Oh, okay. I don't have much to say about this. You 
would rather be cool. Keep trying. Um, so this this song has the name check of Guy Fieri, and I can't tell if they're just like shitting on him and then at the same time asking him to write their cookbook for them. They have the lines, I can't imagine why you flipped me off. Did Guy Fieri really teach you how to drive? It's worded in a very clumsy way, isn't it? Yeah, it really it's, is. As, as if they're saying, he did, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> He's my best bud. <laughs> Did Guy Fieri really teach you how to drive? Really? For real? Because if he did, you would be driving better. Yeah. He's a good driver. He has a show about it. He, yeah, he has a whole show about it. (laughs) Diners (laughs) learn to drive and dives. Um, I hear that. Yeah. The more I hear about that dude, the more I, I like him, despite how dumb and bad his food sounds. He just sounds like kind of a nice dude. Like he was, I heard he was organizing this big free barbecue for victims of the California wildfires and stuff. Yeah, dude, I think he's pretty legit. Yeah. Um, and just, I mean, yeah, he has indulgent food, but like if you watch his, any of his shows, like he appreciates well-made food. It just happens to be very indulgent food. But, yeah. I mean, I can disagree then, like, with a guy I wouldn't, in aesthetics and still kind of respect him. Yeah. Also, there's a fair amount of vegetarian stuff on a show that I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty into. <laughs> what does that mean i I, i've known you to like some pretty indulgent food in the past oh you're one to talk mr mr inventing mac and yeast (laughs) with all the tahini and all the oil yeah yeah um so yeah this is a weird (laughs) song it's just sort of about how steve is just kind of aloof um he's a robot no use flipping out you don't need to have emotions. Yeah. Uh, Jesus hates Gia says about the chorus. Uh, the, the chorus goes, I've been around this block a time or two. I felt the same way that I think you do. I can lose my mind when it don't matter, but I think I'd just rather be cool. Mm. And Jesus hates Gia, who we see a lot of um, on the genius. I don't think just for Steve. Har- uh, I mean, just for smash mouth either, but this mm. was five months ago. The person this song is about has anger issues. And the narrator understands that, but he has learned to control them and thinks that they can too. He's such an enlightened Arians. sage, you know? Yeah. Steve Harwell. He's zen out with Steve. <laughs> it's my favorite show. Um, I kind of like, uh, so J-Dash is in this. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think I actually included a sound sample of J-Dash's rap, but I did um, <laughs> include like a pretty fun... Uh, uh, J Dash moment. Mm, I think I know what you're talking about. This sound sample. Boy, was my face red. <laughs> what? <laughs> J Dash in the smash. Go. <laughs> J Dash in the smash. Go. Oh, very good. J Dash. He's so supportive to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's saying and the smash. Did you say in the smash? Is that what you thought? I thought he was saying in the smash. I mean, those are kind of homophones in a lot of dialects. I probably pronounce them almost identically. No, and the smash. That makes sense. But I thought that was pretty cute. I think he said um, mm, with apostrophes on both sides. J dash in the smash. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his uh, his rap is, you know, it's silly, but it's it's pretty fun. Uh, it'd be um, nice if you had a sound sample of it if you're gonna talk about it Ugh. no i'll just read some of the lyrics oh, okay uh i'll just read them all ah look baby here's a pill for you to chill on every time we party in you want to get your grill on 
That's what funny. What does that mean? Like flashing like, you, your teeth? You no, like grill, like to like roast someone, as in like be like create conflict, but oh. it's also play on words because you have a you fire up the grill at the party, and you have a grill, and you have a grill at the party. Uh, and I understand how you feel, but uh, no contract, no big deal. Charge it to the game, Amex. You got to loosen up, spandex. <laughs> <laughs> I could flip out any day. Whatever. You're cuter when you're mad anyway. That's a little... It's <laughs> <laughs> a little patronizing. A little patronizing, depending on who... It kind of feels like he's singing this to a woman, but yeah. if it's to a man, then I would kind of appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, there's some extremely... There's this... <laughs> uh, it's There's like this verse that's the most bro code thing I've heard in a long time. Hit the Playboy Mansion about half past two. Oh, my God. Uh, couldn't help but stare at her as she dipped in the pool. That's when you lost your S-H uh, asterisk T. Thanks for censoring that, genius. And took a swing at me. I wasn't intentionally disrespecting you. I was just admiring the view. Come on, bro. As usual, uh, yeah. the woman is a piece of meat, an object. And um, the only potential problem that could be that could exist for him gawking at her and leering at her like a creep is that he would be disrespecting the man who owns her that could be the only potential problem here yeah also there's the adolescent wish fulfillment of getting to be uh, self-righteous and getting to be uh, invited to the playboy mansion getting to be self-righteous at the playboy mansion <laughs> yeah. it's two wishes in one so many layers. <laughs> oh boy Yep. Just a real relatable problem, you know, like people oh, losing their, their totally. cool all the time. Yeah. Why can't people just chill the fuck out? At the Playboy Mansion. At the Playboy Mansion. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, is there any other songs worth talking about? Oh, let's talk about Out of Love. With your life. This is the worst singing. <laughs> yes. fucking sounds like a nickelback ballad or like hinder or something well oh hinder god remember them uh-huh. they also were trying to sound like nickelback ballads oh the, the latest yo is this racist episode is like this 1000th episode spectacular no, i've been listening to it i haven't finished it yet. oh it's but. so good there's this moment where like um i think there's like four or six people of color all in one room trying to figure out if nickelback creed puddle of mud if they're all different bands or if those like are songs of one band or they're <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> they're totally dunking on this like entire genre of i don't yeah. even know what you call that music it's not really new metal it's not really right alternative rock yeah it's all sort core. of ba- it's ballad kind of music but like it's all like power ballads buzz ballads they're buzz ballads buzz ballads mud ballads more like yeah um uh so there's a good lyric uh, in here, um, and it is, I want whiff your life. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the genius. This song in particular has very, very bad um, transcriptions. I want whiff your life. <laughs> I want whiff your life. I want whiff your life. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's actually uh, go, go on with your life. 
<laughs> Go but, on. Uh, it's going to be all right. Yeah. I think this actually has surprisingly good lyrics for a Smash Mouth song. I mean, I'm not, they're yeah. not, they're not good, but they're better than a lot of Smash Mouth lyrics. Um, especially when you correct them to what the words actually are. Uh, the music obviously is terrible, but the chorus goes, see, I've hit and I missed. Can you read these lips? My push has finally come to shove because I've lived and I've learned and I've crashed and I've burned. And I think I finally had enough. Yeah. I think I'm simply out of love. It's kind of like a pretty weirdly raw and depressing look about a crumbling relationship and how he Hmm. just like doesn't want to put any effort into it anymore. Um, And it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I appreciate that it kind of puts the onus on him to say like, he's just, he's been, he's, you know, a lot of stuff has happened and for better or for worse, he's kind of given up on this relationship and just doesn't want to like put anything into it anymore. This is, this is Steve Harwell. at his most vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it's actually, let's see, is he the first, is he the number one uh, writer on this song out of love? Nope. Andrew Fromm is, but Steve Harwell is the second songwriter andrew wrote it and then steve is just like hey uh i want a writing credit on this yeah um, so i'm just gonna in the verse two instead of uh baby i'm gonna use uh the name um candace <laughs> is that okay <laughs> and in verse one i'm gonna sing i want with your life instead of go on and live your life <laughs> just so i get that sweet sweet juicy writing credit and those royalties yeah. Yeah. So this is actually like surprisingly on a lyrical basis. Uh, not bad. It's just sung in the worst Smash Mouth singing it's, of their entire Yeah, I think catalog. it's probably the worst singing I've ever heard out of Steve Harwell. I kind of can't believe that you were able to look past that. You're really, you're particularly sensitive to bad singing. Yeah, it's true, but it was, it helped that I um, split up listening to the songs and looking at the lyrics. So when I finally got to the actually just looking at the lyrics, I had forgotten what the song sounded like because we had a, a um, there was an emergency at work for me where I had to fix all, all of our server problems and uh, we had to push back our recording. So I had listened to Smash Mouth this album a couple days ago, but didn't read the lyrics till this morning. So they were pretty disconnected for me. And I definitely appreciated that. It made these songs much better. I don't think I have any other songs to talk about. (laughs) I think that's, yeah, I think we got almost all of them. The only one we haven't talked about is the game. We don't need to talk about that. Um, they, (laughs) I have a sound sample that I titled, don't you listen to this forgettable cover? And it's for their (laughs) cover of don't you forget about me. Yeah. It's uh, not worth listening to. Yeah, so I guess that's that's it for this album. And that is the end for Smash Mouth. We're killing them now. Yeah. That's <laughs> and For once, I can say I'm happy to do it. <laughs> um, Especially for those, after... Um, for those who... Um, we have a long-running joke where we pretend that once we're done covering our artist albums, we, we murder them. So we're not making one threats. Of these, Don't turn this into One the of these days... We're going to finish a season and someone and one of the artists we cover will die. And yeah. then and then people are going to accuse us of murdering them. I mean, we actually. did just talk about Stan Lee a lot in the last week or two. And That's true. He died. So, hey, I, don't know. I know Stan Lee. I, hey, I knew Stan Lee. <laughs> um, oh, buddy. 
I have a few um, internet stupidities to talk about. Oh, please. Um, so let's see. Uh, <laughs> on iTunes for this album. Title is Flippin' Out is a Classic Smash Mouth Awesomeness. Five stars by P. Furler Fan. Flippin' Out is such an awesome song. Makes me want to ride my bike around town and whistle with Shrek. Smiley face. <laughs> I think it's under oh, the impression that sweet. Shrek is the lead singer of Smash Mouth. <laughs> Which is so great. <laughs> um, NBA uh, baller for life. Shrek is way more charismatic than Steve Harwell. <laughs> oh, he totally is. Uh, he absolutely. Yeah, Steve Harwell is not very charismatic for a lead singer, for sure. Um, and I mean, there. I think there's way more people on the internet who um, who want to fuck Shrek than who want to fuck Steve Harwell. <laughs> oh, that's definitely for true. <laughs> So much horny deviant art. <laughs> yes, very little of it having to do with Steve Harwell. Uh, NBA Baller for Life writes, Any magic left on the radio? Three stars. The song Magic talks about meeting this girl on a plane. She says she grew up in Chicago flying to Toronto, and the song explains how she disappears just like magic after waiting for her to call back thinking she was the one. Run on sentence. How does a cool song like that not even get played on the radio in Chicago? It'll be a shame <laughs> if it gets overshadowed by more mainstream relationship garbage. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, how it is. Mm-hmm. And finally, this little gem of an iTunes review. So excited. Five stars. This album rocks. <laughs> Honored to have co-written Flippin' Out, Future Ex-Wife, The Game, and Out of Love. I hope all the Smash Mouth fans enjoy them. Follow on Twitter at From Songs if you'd like. Smiley face. Oh, And I was very confused until I read that the username is Andrew from Nashville. Andrew from Nashville. <laughs> Andrew from, I am Andrew from Nashville. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's who we were just talking about, who was the first writing credit on Out of Love. So he's, I think we can credit him with some of the best lyrics that have graced a Smash Mouth record. All right. All right, Andrew from Nashville. Andrew from Nashville. Uh, although Future Ex-Wife is also his uh, first cr- uh, a song where he's credited Whoops. first. And that's <laughs> one of the worst. Also the game, which is also very dumb and pointless. Um, yeah. Should we wrap up with some gen- last uh, last thoughts about Smush Moth? Yeah. Um, I- uh, first first of ahead. all, I think an apology is in order yes. for me. Thank you. Uh, this is definitely our worst season, um, of our content and of the music content. <laughs> uh, yep. this is a real bummer. I'm glad it was only six episodes and, um, yeah, I don't know what to do to avoid this kind of thing in the future, but I do feel bad about it. <laughs> I think, I think part, part of it is that smash mouth is uniquely unsuited to the format of our show because while, while we want to like, yuck it up and make some jokes and stuff we don't want to just be like a bad movie podcast of music and just spend our entire time shitting on people and making fun of them um but there's just like no there's no hidden treasures in smash smash mouth there's like nothing to (sighs) dig up i mean like every once in a while you you find some not bad lyrics like out of love but overall it's just like there's nothing worthwhile here so maybe when we encounter artists like that maybe we need to give ourselves more latitude to make fun of them as if we, we were a bad movie podcast, which yeah. I guess is kind of what we ended up doing today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess in the future, maybe we, uh, we'd be a little shittier towards the people that we're covering. <laughs> That's the solution. <laughs> be assholes. 
Finally. Yeah. Subject them to the shit they've subjected us to. Yeah. Eye for an eye. Exactly. Any other wrap it up thoughts about Smash Mouth? Um, I mean, do you want to apologize for agreeing to do Smash Mouth? No. <laughs> I would accept an apology. <laughs> <laughs> You're demanding an apology from me because I acquiesced I mean, to you. you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Apologize for your victimhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you victimized me. Uh, I won't let it happen again. Oh, who, who am I kidding? I'll let I'm it sorry you again. took it that way. <laughs> I'm sorry you got offended. <laughs> oh, look at that. Andrew from Nashville also did some backing vocals on this album. Huh. Oh, he's written for Backstreet Boys. Mark Anthony. Um, should we talk about who we're going to do next? Have we decided? No. <laughs> Are we deciding on air right now? <laughs> we haven't. The thing is, I haven't had a chance uh, to go through our listener. They suggested some really cool people, um, including Counting Crows recently. Yes. But I feel like I feel like we should definitely get to Counting Crows. That is a great suggestion, but maybe not right away um, because we focused a lot on the 90s. Yeah, it'd be good to go to a different era. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, especially um, newer music has a lot more internet content. And so we can yeah. talk about people's r- responses to it a lot more because mm-hmm. if there's a nineties band, then we end up talking about, um, you know, uh, people buying CDs on Amazon and the CDs not working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, cause like the nineties is kind of the dead zone of the internet because current yeah. bands have like a strong online presence and, old bands have a bunch of ravenous uh, baby boomer fans that are posting about them on Facebook all day long. But in the nineties is like neither of those things happening. Yeah. <sighs> let's so, see. Uh, I guess let's, can we put out a call to our listeners? We already did put out the call is the thing the, I, the thing is we have like a lot of suggestions already. We just kind of like got to go through them. That's and, true. What we could all do right. to buy us some time is, well, we had talked about updating on all of the artists, but none of them have released a new album yet. Yeah, we'll have to save that for later until yeah. they actually. Do we could it. do some more. Um, we could do some more uh, little interludes where we talk about albums that we like, or we could gather all the listener suggestions and battle them out in a bracket episode and have that as like one of our episodes and not a bonus. All right, maybe maybe we should do that. Yeah, let's take listener suggestions and bracket them. Yeah, I like the so, sound of that. We'll we'll be recording that probably next Thursday. So if anybody wants to tweet at us or email us, um, you'll have two or three days from when this is released. Yeah, just if you want to get in your your options for listener suggestions. Yeah. Um. So, but bonus points to um, suggestions that are of more current music, so that we can get out of our nineties or slump. even older music too. Or older, yeah. And bonus points for music that's not just a bunch of white dudes. Yep. <laughs> yeah all right well is that it what about white chick singer <laughs> what if what if they suggest a white chick singer my name is alanis she's <clears throat> okay well let's close up shop um yeah you can visit us online at boxset.website email us at email at boxset.website tweet us at tobias podcast uh, if you could write us a review on iTunes, that would be great. Five stars only. Um, and if you want to support us directly, go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website where you will get access to all of our bonus episodes, including all the movies we've watched 
two ICP films, Mamma Mia, and we do also do a weekly mini show podcast called What's in the Box Weekly and What Was in the Box This Week. Uh, I talked about the Ursula K. Le Guin book, The Lathe of Heaven, um, which is, I recently finished one of her earlier works, and I think it's a um, accessible introduction to to uh, what is great about her writing. So mm. and I, I dig into that a little more. Great. What about you, Nathan? I talked about a TV show called Patriot, not the movie starring uh, anti noted anti-Semite Mel Gibson. It's a show okay, about a sad spy who sings confessional folk songs about his missions. It's pretty great. It's it's kind of a, a dark comedy that is hilarious, but also very dark. Yeah. You can also listen to Cameron's other podcast called Get Up in the Cool, which is about old-time music and includes old-time music played live by Cameron with his guests. Pretty cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, and for the foreseeable future, it'll be old-time music in Australia. The most um, decrepit and, have... and ancient of Australians. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of young, hip Australians. All right, well, listen. until next week, where we are going to bracket your suggestions, listener, so you better make them good. I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm a comely gentleman. Uh, See? Doesn't it sound awful? <laughs> Look what you made happen. Uh, uh, I'm Cameron DeWitt, and I'm going to go enroll in Guy Fieri's driving school. <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt, and I want with your life. <laughs> I'm Cameron DeWitt, and you know what? I can do this. Okay, I'm going to leave you with one more inspirational quote. Infuse your life with action. Don't wait for it to happen. Make it happen. Make your own future. Make your own hope. Make your own love. And whatever your beliefs, honor your creator. Not by passively waiting for grace to come down from upon high, but by doing what you can do to make grace happen, ellipses, yourself. Oh, I know who said that. That's uh, Joseph Goebbels. Right down here on earth. Right? Uh, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. He was like, is that like a murderer or something? He was Hitler's propaganda minister. Okay, of propaganda. great. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs>